Dealing with a mental health illness can sometimes be messy, but it doesn't have to be. My name is Dolores, and I want to welcome you to Mindful Thoughts, a podcast about all things mental health. I think it's important for people to not just be mindful about what they say, but to also be mindful about the thoughts they have about others who might be suffering and fighting a daily war they know nothing about. So let's talk about our mental health and start learning together. What are you waiting for? Let's go. such as health, money, or family problems. But people with anxiety disorders involve more than just a temporary worry or fear. For these people, the anxiety just doesn't go away and can worsen over time. So, how would we know if we are suffering from a mental health disorder ourselves? Well, anxiety is a normal reaction to stress and can be beneficial in some situations. It can alert us to danger and help us prepare and pay attention. Anxiety disorders differ from normal feelings of nervousness or anxiousness and involve excessive fear or anxiety. Anxiety disorders are the most common of mental health disorders and affect nearly 30% of adults at some point in their lives. But anxiety disorders are treatable, and the number of effective treatments are available. Treatments can help most people lead normal, productive lives. Anxiety disorder can cause people to avoid situations that trigger or worsen their symptoms. Job performance, schoolwork, and personal relationships can be affected. So anxiety refers to anticipation of a future concern and is more associated with muscle tension and avoidance behavior. Fear is an emotional response to any immediate threat and is more associated with a fight or flight reaction. So either you're staying to fight or leaving to escape the danger. Now, while dealing with anxiety, you may have feelings of restlessness, wound up or on edge, you're easily fatigued, you have difficulty concentrating, you're irritable, you can suffer from headaches, muscle aches, stomach aches, or unexplainable pains. You could have difficulty controlling feelings of worrying, and you could have problems sleeping like difficulty falling asleep or staying asleep. See, the causes of anxiety aren't fully understood. Life experiences such as traumatic events appear to trigger anxiety in people who are already prone to anxiety. Inherited traits can also be a factor. For some people, this disorder may be linked to an underlining health issue. In some cases, anxiety signs 
and symptoms are the first indications of a medical illness. If your doctor su suspects, if your doctor suspects you're having anxiety, you may have a medical cause such as a heart disease, diabetes, thyroid problems, respiratory disorder, alcohol or drug misuse or withdrawal, chronic pains or bowel syndrome, or a rare tumor that produces certain flight or fight hormones. Now, of course, there are some risk factors like trauma. Children who endure abuse or trauma or witness traumatic events are at higher risk of developing an anxiety disorder at some point in their lives. Adults who experience a traumatic event also can develop anxiety disorder. You could have stress due to illness. Having a health condition or serious illness can cause significant worry about issues such as your treatment or your future. You could have stress buildup. A big event or buildup of small stressful life situations may trigger excessive anxiety. For example, a death in the family, work stress, or ongoing worry about finances. It could be your personality. People with certain personality types are more prone to anxiety disorders than other people or other mental health disorders. People with other mental health disorders such as depression often also have anxiety disorders. You could have blood relatives that also have anxiety disorders because it just simply runs in your family. Or you could have drug and alcohol abuse. When you misuse or withdrawing from a alcohol or drug misuse, this can worsen your anxiety. So of course there are some complications that can come along with this as well. Having an anxiety disorder does more than make you worry. It can also lead to or worsen other mental and physical conditions such as depression, substance misuse, trouble sleeping, digestive or bowel problems, headaches and chronic pain, social isolation, problems functioning at school or work, poor quality of life, and suicide. So what are some of the preventions we could take? There's no way to predict for certain what will cause someone to develop an anxiety disorder, but, there, but you can take some steps to reduce the impact of symptoms if you're anxious. Number one is to get help early. Anxiety, like many other mental health conditions, can be harder to treat if you wait. Number two is to stay active. Participate in activities that you enjoy and that will make you feel good about yourself. Enjoy social interaction and caring relationships, which can lessen your worries. And number three is to avoid alcohol or drug use. Alcohol and drug use can cause or worsen anxiety. If you're addicted to any of these substances, quitting can make you anxious. If you can't quit on your own, see your doctor or find a support group to help. So now you might be asking, well, how do I get diagnosed for anxiety? You may start by seeing your primary care provider to find out if your anxiety can be related to your health. To help diagnose this disorder, your mental health provider may do two different things give you a physical examination, or compare your symptoms to the criteria in the DSM-5. 
So when they give you a physical exam, that involves discussing your thoughts, feelings, and behavior to help pinpoint a diagnosis and check for related complications. This disorder often occurs along with other mental health problems such as depression or substance misuse which can make diagnosing more challenging or they can compare our symptoms to the criteria of the dsm-5 many doctors use the criteria in the diagnose and statics manual of mental disorders published by the america Physiatrics Association to diagnose this disorder. So now let's talk about treatments. The two main treatments for anxiety disorder are psychotherapy and medications. You may benefit from a combination of the two. It may take some trial and error to discover which treatment works for you. So let's talk about psychotherapy, also known as talk therapy or psychological counseling. Psychotherapy involves working with a therapist to reduce your anxiety symptoms. It could be effective treatment for anxiety. Cognitive behavioral therapy is the most effective form of psychotherapy for this disorder. Generally, a short-term treatment, CBT, focuses on teaching you specific skills to improve your symptoms and gradually return to the activities you've been avoiding because of anxiety. CBT includes exposure therapy in which you gradually encounter the object or situation that triggers your anxiety so you can build up confidence that you can manage the situation and anxiety symptoms. And there's medications. Several types of medications are used to help relieve symptoms. Depending on the type of anxiety disorder you have and whether you also have other mental or physical health issues. Examples like certain antidepressives are also used to treat anxiety disorders. An anti-anxiety medication called Bustaphrone may be described and in limited circumstances your doctor may describe their types of medications such as seductives, also called benzodiphins or beta blockers. These medications are the short-term relief of anxiety symptoms and are not intended to be used long-term. Now let's talk about ways you could cope and get support. The first thing you could do is learn about your disorder. Talk to your doctor and mental health provider. Find out what might be causing your specific condition and what treatments may be best for you. Involve your friends and family and ask for their support. Number two is to stick to your treatment plan. Take medications as directed, keep therapy appointments, and complete any assignments your therapy may give you. Consistency can make a big difference, and especially when it comes to taking your medication. Number three is to take action. Learn what triggers your anxiety or causes you stress. Practice the strategies you develop with your mental health provider so you're ready to deal with anxious feelings in those situations. Keep a journal. Keeping track of your personal life can help you and your mental health provider identify what's causing you stress and what seems to help you feel better. Number five would be to join a anxiety support group. Remember that you're not alone. Support groups offer compassion, understanding, and shared experiences. Number six is to learn time management and techniques. 
You can reduce your anxiety by learning how to carefully manage your time and energy. Number seven is to socialize. Don't let worries isolate you from your loved ones or activities. And number eight is to break the cycle. When you feel anxious, take a brisk walk or devy into a hobby to refocus your mind away from your worries. Before I leave you, I want to share, like I always do at the end of these episodes, some celebrities that you might know who also are struggling from anxiety. Celebrities like Emma Stone, Adele, Demi Lovato, Lady Gaga, and even Selena Gomez. I personally have depression and struggle from anxiety. And the more I thought of my childhood into adulthood, the more I realized the symptoms of anxiety and how I might have been struggling from anxiety since I was a little kid into middle school and to high school. The nervousness, the shaking, the worry, the anxiousness, this all seems very common to me. And it makes more sense of why on the days when I have depression, my anxiety is 10 times worse because that day, my depression is heightening my anxiety. So I struggle just like you guys do. And you are never alone in this in this world of mental health illnesses, no matter which one you're struggling from. Remember that it is okay to reach out and ask for help when you need it before it gets worse and it's too hard to treat. Your families and your friends don't want to see you struggle. They're there to help you and support you and do whatever you need to get better. And your doctor is also there to support you and help you into whatever they need to do to help you feel and live a normal life. So like always, I want you guys to remember that you are never alone and that I love you. Hey guys, I hope this episode was very informational for you and maybe you learned something that you didn't know or maybe you know somebody who struggles with anxiety and now that you're able to learn a little bit more about it, you're going to be able to be there more for them than you were before because when you slowly start to learn more, it's easier to be there for others. And something that I think would be so awesome is that if you know somebody that's struggling with anxiety, send them this episode and share it on social media so other people who are struggling also can come over and learn all the things that they need to know so either they know what they're dealing with or they can help others who might be dealing with it themselves. Also remember to hit that like button, go over and subscribe, and go over and leave a review. Let me know what you guys are thinking of these episodes or you could comment about episodes you'd like to hear me talk about. I'm all ears and here to help. So I'll talk to you guys in the next episode.